atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that Edwards refused to use. No doubt starts now. This is the broadcast from May the 14th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our one of two in our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law that I am, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced that we use the checks and balances to restore the republic. That's one of the great peaceful solutions we have at our fingertips. And we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Yes. Yesterday's broadcast, we talked about more important things than living. Texas's Dan Patrick says in an interview, uh, it's a coronavirus interview, and he's right. He's absolutely right that, you know what, folks, we don't want everybody to die. By, by no means. We're pro-life as it gets. But dying is just as much of a part of life as birth. And at dying, if you've lived a wonderful life and you're elderly, is not a bad thing. And you're going to die of something. Nobody gets out of this place alive as the joke goes, right? But it's not a joke. It's a truism. And it's something where, you know what? I don't want to die early from the coronavirus. Nobody does. And so it's serious. We need to be careful. We get it. We agree. But at the same time, we also understand that, folks, we can't just shut down everything in life. South Dakota governor, her name is Christy. I know it's not Governor Christy as you think. It's Christy Nome. And she's the governor uh, in South Dakota. And she, on beating coronavirus, says, hey, we've done it without a lockdown. We're much better on defense rather than defense. I think she's right. We also talked about government lies. They claim COVID-19 caused severe economic crisis. And I say no. It's the government and the government forced shutdown that caused the severe economic crisis. That's the truth. Globalists are trying to push for a, quote, debt jubilee is what I believe. Some claim it's the only way to avoid a massive recession, depression, which we're in. We talked about stimulus spending meant to cushion the economic fallout from the coronavirus pandemic. They say it's pushed the national debt beyond $25 trillion and it's growing at an alarming rate. Senator Rand Paul simply said, we have no money. We have no rainy day account. We have no savings account. It's a serious problem. I believe he's right. Fossey, though, on the other hand, has dire warning, or Anthony Fauci, whatever the guy's name is. He says states that reopen too quickly will suffer needless suffering and death. Well, that's encouraged there, Fauci. What would you recommend we all do, buddy? See, I don't like the doom and gloomers without solutions. It just drives me insane. We also had Larry Pratt on with us second hour discussing all things liberty. And we talked about this incredible Port of Seattle police officer. He was with us first hour. No, he wasn't. Larry Pratt wasn't first hour? He was with us second hour, sir. Oh, it's your time flies so fast with me. Sorry, I was thinking it was first hour. Yeah, it normally is first hour, but he was with us second hour yesterday. Very good. Anyway, Port of Seattle police officer and special forces veteran, guy's name is Greg Anderson, was removed from his position and put on what administrative leave after he did this incredible video telling police officers they better back off we better restore trust with the people we need to be on the same page obey the declaration of independence and the constitution and the man what a great great speech but now they're all in up in arms and he's going head to head with the governor in washington state these tyrants believe it or not just fired one of the best officers in the nation and i agree as they drone out the good guys we're going to have trouble folks 
as the police get more and more and more tyrannical. In fact, there's trouble in Idaho. Freedom is dying. Woman faces possible prison time. <clears throat> what did she do wrong? She held a yard sale, folks. Don't be holding yard sales, people. Just don't do it. I guess that's the latest criminal activity. Paul Manafort just got released. Got to make room for the real criminals like the lady holding a garage sale, right? Another U.S. sheriff refuses to enforce stay-home order. He says, I'm not even sure the governor knows what he's doing. I'm into that reality, huh? Wow. Anyway, great, great show yesterday. It is available at libertyroundtable.com and on lovingliberty.com. Net. All right, without further ado, that's a recap of yesterday's show. News the network refused to use starts today. And uh, let's play this incredible video Kurt has. It's from a rally in California. Uh, it's from a doctor. It's well done. Listen to this physician. What if the experts are wrong? What if quarantining the healthy doesn't actually save lives? What if wearing a mask in public is not effective? My name is Dr. Jeff Barkey, and I'm here representing thousands of physicians across the country whose voices are being silenced because we don't agree with the mainstream media and the experts who are telling us what to do. Never in the history of this great republic have we quarantined the healthy. Never in the history of this great republic have we told churchgoers that it's illegal for you to exercise your First Amendment right of freedom of religion. Yet at the same time, it's essential to keep pot dispensaries open. Never in the history of this country have we been told that you can't go to church because it's not essential, but you can go get an abortion because that's essential. Never before in our country have we let criminals out of jail, but we've told you you can't exercise your Second Amendment right and protect yourself by purchasing a firearm. When liquor stores are deemed essential, but your businesses are deemed non-essential, there's something wrong going on. This booklet, the Declaration of Independence in our U.S. Constitution, was never designed to restrain the people. It was designed to restrain the government. This is not New York, and thank God this is not San Francisco. Governor Newsom has gone too far. Governor Newsom has stepped on our liberties and our freedoms. As a physician, I can tell you, yes, this virus is dangerous, but as we see the statistics come in, 
we're realizing that the fatality rate of this virus is in the ballpark of a bad seasonal influenza. What we're also knowing is that just like other respiratory viral illnesses in the past, we get over this virus by achieving herd immunity. We can never achieve herd immunity by keeping the herd quarantined. It's time that we protect the vulnerable and the most at risk, but we allow the young and the healthy to open the doors and go back to work. Do not let your voices be silenced. Make sure that your elected representatives, who apparently are essential, hear your voice loud and clear. As we see unemployment rise to depression levels, we also see suicide increase. We see domestic violence increase. We see child abuse increase. We see alcohol and drug abuse increase, all because the government has overstepped its reach. We will see eventually that this cure, that this government-imposed cure, is going to be worse than the virus itself. But what's happening now is unemployment reaches 20 to 30 million people, is those folks are now becoming dependent on the government. And what government dependency causes is a larger, more tyrannical government. We the people want to get back to work. We the people want to put our government back in its place. We want a small representative government, not a large tyrannical government. I'm here representing thousands of physicians around the country whose voices must be heard. It is an honor and a privilege to be here to ask that Riverside County be opened. We want Orange County to be opened. We want the whole state of California to be open. And we want our whole country, the United States of America, to open back up, and we the people will not take it any longer. Thank you for inviting me to attend this rally. Stay strong and be safe. All right, great work from the doctor there. Uh, great uh, rally. Uh, certainly he's spot on as far as I can understand. My research on every single point. Well done. There's just a couple things I want to know about this. We'll get into it in a second. Sam and Kurt, we're adding Brian to the conversation. You've got Liberty Roundtable locked on live, ladies and gentlemen.
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. I'd invite Mr. Trump to stop whining and go try to make his case to get votes. The press has created a rigged system. They even want to try and rig the election. Well, I tell you what, it, it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. And poisoned the mind of so many of our voters. At the polling booths, where so many cities are corrupt and voter fraud is all too common. And then they say, oh, there's no voter fraud in our country. I come from Chicago. So, so I want to be honest, it's not as if it's just Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Sometimes Democrats have to. You know, whenever people are in power, they're, you know, they have this tendency to try to, you know, tilt things in their direction. There's no one. You start whining before the game's even over. Whenever things are going badly for you and you lose, you start blaming somebody else. Then you don't have what it takes to be in this job. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, Kurt Crosby. We got Brian Russ with us now, too, as well. Welcome back, Brian. Thank you much. Glad to be with you guys. All right, we watched this California physician denouncing tyrannical lockdowns in an impassioned speech. Dr. Jeffrey Bark held up the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution in making his arguments. Great stuff. That's the headline from The Blaze, folks. So this is a legitimate uh, story here. And, you know, that's one of the jobs we have as radio guys. If we just get something, we got to go research it and say, hey, where does it come from? And we got to reach out to our sources and document. Turns out that The Blaze is highlighting this story. So is what, Kurt, is it Daily Wire? Yes, sir. All right, so Daily Wire's got that story. Here's the point. Why do the Blaze and the Daily Wire have it, and I don't see it anywhere else? Why isn't this story top media billing? Look, this doctor speaks to a rally, a crowd, and he literally points out, in my opinion, some of the main points we've been making for quite a while. But here's the difference. I'm just a Joe Blow talk show host. Uh, And you know what? Maybe I have credibility as a researcher and a news guy, but I don't have credibility as a physician. Okay, but this doctor does, and he says he represents thousands of physicians across the country that are flat out not being listened to. So my question for this doctor, and I, I, again, it's going to take me forever to try to hunt him down and get a hold of him and talk to him or whatever, but 
I want to know what we can do to help these thousands of physicians that are not being heard. That's what I want to know. What can I do to help these thousands of physicians that this guy represents that, you know what, need a, a forum? Need a platform, need the ability to tell their story and highlight their views and their understanding and their, quote, professional knowledge. Because I want to help. I want to, okay? We believe the, the rally happened. We believe the doctor's real. We, okay, we're convinced of that. The Blaze and the Daily Wire. And, you know, I've researched a little bit on it, too. We've got to put more of the dots together. You're, you're kind of getting a story real time here. But the question becomes, what can we do to help? Do these thousands of physicians have a, a directory that I could use to contact them and interview them? Do they have a website where they're making a joint stand? How do we get President Trump to maybe let these thousands of doctors tell their side of the story instead of just hearing whacked out Fauci? Kurt, that's, that's kind of where I sit with this story. It's incredible what this physician has done, in my opinion, speaking out boldly, saying, look, never before have we quarantined the healthy. We're never going to get herd immunity with this thing, and that's what we need, until we quit quarantining. This idea that, you know what, we have a view on this. We don't believe it's as bad as they're making it, the claims are. The government reaction or response or whatever you want to say, crackdown or whatever, is worse than the virus. We've done the research. We have the data. Okay, if this is thousands of physicians, we have got to break through the mainstream media on this. and We have got to get this to Trump. I don't see how Trump wouldn't have it. I mean, if the Daily Wire's got it, the Blaze has it, Liberty Roundtable Live has it. Is it really possible that thousands of physicians could uh, be together on something and the president not know about it? Do you think, Kurt? Is that possible? I don't think so. Okay, well, then but if the president knows think, about it. I do think the, uh, you know, main, uh, the panic press doesn't want to talk about a story like this. Yeah, but if the president knows about really it, he could solution. launch them into uh, prominence in a second, right? Yeah, he could. Twitter him. Tweet him. He could tweet him. He could come on Liberty Roundtable Live. He could get with Glenn Beck, who's the, what, the owner of the Blaze? Yeah. Okay, who owns Daily Wire? I don't remember. So you would have I to go research I'm... that and figure that out. But you've got yes, Daily sir. Caller that's likely to cover it. You've got WND.com that's likely to cover it. You've got Breitbart that's likely to cover it. I don't know if they have or will. Or I mean, Again, I've got to research every source to figure all that out and know. But I'm just saying I believe there's a lot of venues here, folks. If we jettison the daily briefings of whacked-out Fauci and we roll in with uh, you know, folks like The Blaze and like The Daily Wire and like WND.com and like Breitbart and like Liberty Roundtable Live, and, okay, we can simply blow the lid off this sucker and the mainstream press will just be rendered so irrelevant, so yesteryear news, it'll be laughable. Brian, what do you say to that? Yeah, I think you guys have hit a good point. Uh, you know, I think you, know, you just got to keep pushing forward and... and uh you know, working together to get the message out and, and maybe, you know, somebody that can touch Trump and get there. And, you know, it's hard to say how Trump reacts and, and this stuff because is he, is he so bombarded that he gets one more thing that he's got to, you know, to, he ought to, he ought to mention it. He ought to group it. Are they, you know, I don't know. But I, I definitely think that there, there needs to be a push, and, and I think people will rally behind it. Now, I'm complaining because I don't have enough time to research this thing and get all the ducks in a row before the story and get the who, what, when, where. I'm after the who, what, when, where, why uh, piece of it. I'm also after what can I do to help. Okay, so, you know, if I don't have time, I'm sure the president doesn't have time. So, by the way, this is not an attack on the president. He may be aware of it. He may not be able to get these people all associated. He may be stuck like me going, I appreciate that there's, you know, uh, what a ton of... um, Physicians working on this, but how do I get a hold of them? 
It's a powerful COVID speech. I concur with that. The doctor's spot on. But Kurt, how do I get a hold of him to help him? See, this is what I mean, is that it's very difficult. And I am, am guessing the president might be experiencing the same thing a little bit of I am, or a little bit as I am, which is, I've just got too many things to do, man. Got to hold down my day job. He's like, I got to be president. I got to appear at all these different places. If I don't go to somebody's birthday party that's prominent like I'm supposed to, they'll eat me alive and say I'm you know, locked up in my house and quarantined and afraid of the world and stuff. So, you know, the president's got, you know, a whole media to handle and everything he does, they'll scrutinize and abuse. And so he may just be under a situation like me where he's just so swamped. How does he get to it? How does he, you know, Fauci's there and ready to babble his paranoia everywhere. Now, I get that this that this disease is dangerous. The doctor said so. Even the doctor that we just listened to said so. So let's not dismiss it. Let's not pretend it's not real or that it doesn't exist or that it's okay. It is dangerous. But there are ways forward that we're not embracing is the point. Well, I get from the White House, because Kurt likes me to go to the White House, so I did. You know me, following Kurt's directions, <laughs> right? And um, there's a headline from the president's own White House desk or whatever you want to call it. This is where he could circumvent the mainstream press again. But it says this, what a safe reopening looks like. Kurt, have you read that? No, I haven't. All right. And it basically says there that, you know, a safe reopening looks like and and then they point to this plan that the president has rolled out, which has got the what the red, the orange, the uh, eventually it's green when it's completely safe to open up. And there's these guidelines for safety that I think are actually pretty good. Okay, what I mean by that is they they do take into account how to open up safely and stuff like that. So the president's pointing to that. And I think that's good. But now what I'd like to do is get the president's plan what a safe reopening looks like. And I would like to get these thousands of doctors expertise on that to say, is this a realistic, you know, reopening or is this just too slow? Is this too driven by the Fauci's of the world? And can we open up faster, safely physicians? I would like their input on that. Okay. Then uh, the next headline of president Trump's uh, advisory from the white house or whatever, operation warp speed will deliver vaccines and therapeutics. In record time. And, you know, I would like to ask these physicians, how necessary is that? Do we really need these vaccines? Because the doctor didn't mention vaccines in the speech there. He said we could develop herd immunity. I'm assuming he means naturally. But again, I would like the doctor's input and guidance on this. How important is it that we crank up Operation Warp Speed? Because it seems to me every time the government cranks up Operation Warp Speed on anything, it's disaster. It spends a gazillion dollars, creates a massive tyranny, and there's no way to back away and recover from it without more government. Every single time in my young life of 50 plus years. Brian, what do you say to that? Is that a a reasoned approach? Well, you're right. I mean, I think that, you know, going to ramp up things. Is it going to happen immediately? I say it's not. I think it's going to take years. I mean, back in 08, it's going to take two or three years to really kind of come out. And realistically, you know, a lot of them, a lot of people never did come out uh, of the, the, you know, the problems of, of that time. And, and we're far worse in a situation now than we ever were there. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if, if, you know, how this is all going to come into play. Yeah, they say Utah alone has spent over $108 million in what they call COVID-19 response. And we're just getting started, buddy. Yep. Can we all handle that kind of expenditure? I mean, at some point, we're going to spend ourselves in the ground. At some point, we can say the virus is bad and we got to stay locked down. 
but look, we're going to have 36 million unemployed and growing at an alarming rate here uh, if the numbers bear out as they report them to be. I mean, this is unprecedented. In our whole lifetimes or more. I don't even think the Great Depression was that bad. Kurt? That's right. Well, you know, that's 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 what I'm seeing. Uh, You know, when you there's there are consequences to different things that the government does, uh, or I guess you could say uh, benefits in some cases. But so many times consequences and these are got some big ones right here. Amen to that. Quick pause. Back with Brian Rust. We're going to get the gold and silver update and drill into that, too. That directly relates to your economic stability for sure. Sam Kurt. And what do you call him? The the precious metals doctor on your radio. All right, on the break, ladies and gentlemen, I think I found some contact information for this Dr. Jeffrey Bark. Hopefully I can contact him and get more information. How do we help these thousands of physicians that he represents uh, get the word out? He says they're being literally shut down. By who? The media? Donald can help. We can help. Let's get her done. By the way, this doctor is super impressive. He married his high school sweetheart. He's got two children, and the guy's certified big time. 66 ways from Sunday. The guy is incredible. Anyway, I'll be working to get a hold of this gentleman and see what we can do to help his cause because he is spot on. Brian, that's the kind of research we do on your radio, buddy. <laughs> you, know, I, I, you know, maybe we could get him on the blaze possibly and, and talking and get more information out and then maybe some support coming around him and they can, I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's hard to say. but Buddy, we're going to try. All right, what's gold looking like? Uh, gold is seventeen eighteen thirty. Let's see, seventeen eighteen thirty. Okay. So that, that's up a bit from last week. Uh, fifteen fifty nine uh, on silver, up about forty cents from last. What was it? Sixteen fifty nine. Fifteen fifteen fifty nine. Oh, one five five nine. Correct. Want to respond to that, Kurt? Well, it's a paper price, um, you know, just like I was into uh, Brian's establishment yesterday, picking up a little bit of, uh, well, I got some of those new uh, 2020 silver eagles, uh, beautiful coin. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm expecting some uh, Father's Day gifts that uh, folks will want to get at the honey table. And, you know, they're, they're uh, beautiful. And he got some of the, uh, you know, got me some of the little... Uh, covers for them and then uh you know of course i like to get some of the old ones just in case somebody goes wow i didn't know they still made those or whatever i just want to teach them about the morgans and the peace dollars how making america great again could mean actually uh reinstituting honest money oh you know? yeah and especially uh, if they want to create a debt jubilee curtain for everybody to the fake money stuff and then they'll, what they'll want to do is go to some digital global currency uh, blockchain, some cow, dip your toe in the government crypto, <laughs> no thanks plan. And then we could bust out the constitutional currency out, Brian. Yeah, that's right. Uh, they're a new, crea- a new creation of some kind of zombie box or something like that. That, uh, <laughs> that would, uh, you know. I don't yeah, know. Kurt, you can get a bunch of zombie bucks, buddy, so you can face the apocalypse with faith in government. <laughs> <laughs> It does sound wow. good, yeah, that's definitely... Oh, uh, man, it scary. sounds scary as all get out if you ask me. I'm more worried about the government than the apocalypse, I'll tell you that. 
Yeah. Wow. All right. Um, This is serious, though. They're talking about Operation Warp Speed. I mean, when you hear a government involved in Operation Warp Speed, doesn't that just make you just panic, Brian? Yeah, I, I just it, there's no way we're coming back, and you know they're going to be able to just you know get things from where it is now and and, and in a, a real short period of time back to where it was or better. It's it's just not going to happen, and we know through history it's never happened, so it's not going to happen this time. And uh, you know, global debt continues to fly out. I mean, we're we're going to we're pushing three hundred trillion if, if we aren't at three hundred trillion now. So I, I don't. It's, Absolutely ridiculous. Our government's just throwing us under the bus. Well, and, and one of the things you've got uh, going on this time that I don't remember back in 08, uh, at least that, uh, what do they call it? That was the Great Recession, I think. Uh, but, you know, this one, uh, you've got, literally, you've got governors of a number of states and, uh, you know, a lot of other uh opponents to the president uh they're basically doing their best to hold things back um i don't remember that with obama uh you know in in his time or whatever it seemed like uh, you know everybody was trying except for the government itself was holding things back i'm just talking about because of the uh different uh, policies and things that were in place, whereas the federal government with the leader, the president, is pretty good now, except for the uh, all the uh, swamp monsters around him and uh, in the particular states, uh, like California, for example, New York, uh, Illinois. Those are some pretty big places that Amen. make a big difference to America. And I bash on Fauci quite a bit because I think the guy's a panic expert and nothing more. <clears throat> I think he's lost credibility back in the AIDS days. When years ago he said AIDS was going to kill everybody. This guy's been nothing but a a uh, witch doctor panic peddling salesman uh, of doom and gloom uh, for his whole literal career. I mean, this guy's a nut case. But you know what? Dr. Deborah Burks is a lot more, in my opinion, measured in her tone, more respectful, more uh, understanding of reality, putting things in context. All Dr. Fauci says, I'm just giving you the science, but yet his 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 views are not backed by science. So he's he's really a dishonest fake news peddler of of panic porn is what the the nutcase is. But on the same team as Dr. Deborah Burks, who I believe Kurt is pretty credible. And according to your 13th news, it says Dr. Burks, quote, nothing from the CDC I can trust. And then it says disagreement among health officials erupts. This is a critical headline worth uh, highlighting and repeating, Kurt. Well, right. I mean, it sounds almost like we wrote it, uh, you know, or we did it. Uh, but uh, she's just saying nothing from the CDC. CDC is the Centers for Disease and Control. You know, I mean, we're not talking about uh, just some little hootenanny operation and she's uh saying that that she can't even trust them uh, and uh, so this is a world net daily piece so you're not going to see much of the about this out there but uh, you know i mean people should know that uh there's not total agreement uh when it comes to these scientists and yet 
And let me tell you, Sam, uh, some people do do not want to know. They don't want to have the curtain pulled back and find out that it's just a little guy behind the Wizard of Oz standing there with a microphone. Uh, they they don't want to yeah, see. And his name that is Tony, kind of huh? Stuff, you know. Well, it sure looks like it. All right. right. In, in fact, Doctor Birch is questioning Fauci questioning the uh, information from the CDC, who we cannot trust, uh, highlighting this, you know, dissent, if you can call it that, or this disagreement among, among health officials, but even Dr. Rand Paul speaking out, taking on Fauci, Kurt. Well, that's right. Uh, Art Moore writes there at uh, WND, uh, Dr. Rand Paul, the Dr. Fauci, cool, colon, Science shows schools should, and that's in big caps, reopen. Senator slams ridiculous one-size-fits-all national approach to coronavirus. Now, uh, you know, I mean, I read this story or this headline with a little bit of, you know, sadness because I don't really want the government schools to reopen, but I do want private schools and homeschooling and and people to unite. Uh, I just think the government schools where we've taken the God out of them is a problem. But what Rand Paul is pointing out is this, like when he says one size fits all national approach, just not right. Uh, You know, New York and South Dakota, there's something different about those two places, you know, Sam? I hear that, and I agree with Dr. Rand Paul. He's a doctor and a senator, and he's saying, you know what? It's ridiculous, this one-size-fits-all approach, and this is where I would agree with with Rand Paul. And it's easy to see that, you know what? You know what? Utah, where we literally don't have hardly any deaths comparatively, compared to New York City, is not the same discussion at all. And to treat them as the same is insanity. And this is what Fauci wants. He wants the whole nation just to be in panic lockdown. And I'm telling you, it's insanity. And so there's more and more and more people pushing back from Dr. Burks to Dr. Rand Paul to the doctor in California. We just quoted this incredible Dr. Jeffrey Bark. And I can go on and name so many more doctors and people. And we've got to get a well-rounded discussion surrounding this, uh, in my opinion, manufactured crisis. Manufactured because many people are saying we could have done it differently. Let's talk about the PPP loans with Brian for a second. First off, Star Parker goes off. Uh, let's mention her article, and then we'll, we'll drill into this a little bit, Kurt, with some personal reality checks, shall we? Well, that's right. The headline there, uh, Star Parker, great author, uh, great, as folks would call her, an African-American. I just call her a great American. Uh, but she writes uh, under the... Uh, headline the nanny state she says we're all we're all on welfare now uh, star parker colon uh, ppp or paycheck paycheck protection program could have been done more efficiency efficiently through a tax holiday yeah just make the tax holiday between january 1 and december 31 and you're in good shape star parker there you go sam now she says ppp could have been done much more efficiently through a tax Holiday. Uh, Brian, are you uh, quite caught up on these PPP and EIDL loans and stuff? No, not really. Not really uh, familiar with a lot of that. Uh... All right, man. I'm a rocket scientist, and I know all about them, people. (laughs) And the reason I know all about them is because for years I've been a mortgage broker for uh, residential as well as commercial loans. So I've been very familiar with banking and very familiar with appraisals and very familiar with the audit process and everything else. Let me break down a little bit about Star Parker's point. We could have done so much by lowering taxes 
And President Trump has been pushing for this, too, so give him a little bit of credit. Uh, but let's talk about it. Break it down. Get Brian and Kurtz responsible. Do it all on your radio in mere seconds. Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999. Text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999 or go to defendapatriot.com. Defendapatriot.com. Now, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Sir Galahad, what seems to be the problem? Well, it's just not working. She's been very unrealistic. Really? Ever since he rescued me from the dragon, we've been drifting apart. That's not true. We were supposed to live happily ever after. Now, this isn't a fairy tale. <laughs> At first, he was gallant and chivalrous, opening doors for me, holding my chair, taking my arm. All right, I'm not as young as I used to be. He simply isn't the man who swept me off my feet. Well, you're not as young as you used to be. <laughs> Mr. Sir Galahad, maybe if you started by just holding Mrs. Sir Galahad's hand when you're together. Really? Yes, try it. Okay. All right, go on, take her hand. Careful, little oil. Marriage. You're never too far apart when you're still holding hands. From your neighbors, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now, look into each other's eyes. That's right, raise your visor. Oh, the blue day. For more tips on strengthening your marriage, visit family.mormon.org. Right, Star Parker talks about the nanny state. We're all on welfare now. The PPP could have been done quite differently. We could have had what she calls a uh, tax holiday. Amen to that. President Trump has been pushing uh, to lower taxes, too. So I got to give the president a little bit of credit on this. But I know a lot about this for a variety of reasons. Okay, One, I've been a mortgage broker forever, and I understand mortgages and auditing and everything else. And I'm telling you, there's two main mechanisms where government plans to subsidize business. And they should have been lowering taxes big time, and that's what they should have done. They should have just simply said, we're going to get rid of the uh, employee tax altogether, FICA, and etc. Uh, they should have said, we're going to reduce taxes for businesses, but they didn't really do that. Now, President Trump is pushing for that, and I hope we get more done. Rand Paul and others are working on that with the president. Wonderful news. Good news. What can we do to help? In the meantime, though, these two mechanisms are called the PPP and the uh, EIDL. And don't worry about the terms because they're just goofy. One's the something payment plan or whatever. and it's Okay. But either way, you apply for these two different loans. And in the beginning, the president and others said through their, you know, Daily press briefings. We're going to get these loans out. Everybody's going to get money super fast. It's going to be incredible. There's going to be forgiveness for a portion of the loans everywhere up to 10. You know, they said $10,000 at first. Then later they said up to $10,000. This has turned into the classic bait and switch. 
And I don't know that the president's even involved to the level to understand or know about the bait and switch. So maybe guys like me on his task force could could educate him about this. But the reality is there's been a massive bait and switch. So for EIDL, here's what they said. Apply now. You don't apply through your bank. You apply straight through the SBA, Small Business Administration, and you'll literally apply. The second you apply, within like two or three days, you'll get ten grand. That ten grand is forgivable. You never have to pay it back. And then you can apply for loans up to like ten million, and or two million, and or well, wait a minute, two hundred thousand. And there's all these different triggers for these different reasons. And I digress, and I can go on about this forever. But here's the bottom line: government lied, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I applied for an EIDL loan the second it was available to apply. I literally applied over six weeks ago, Kurt, for me and for several other businesses. I didn't apply for me because I really need the loan super bad. Like I could survive without it. But if any of my businesses that I depend on were to melt down, then I as a consultant would be struggling in an instant. So because of the unknown, I applied for this loan. I also wanted to drill in and see firsthand what it looked like. And I applied for my loan. And in two or three days, I never saw a penny. And I was expecting my $10,000. And I never got it, never got it, never got it. I called in a couple of weeks later. They said, we don't know where your loan is. We have no idea. We've got so many. We can't even handle it. And we can't even tell you if yours is progressing. Call us later. So I waited and called and waited and called. Now it's six weeks later, and I called yesterday. And they said, well, number one, you don't get $10,000. You get up to $10,000. And uh, it's based on how many employees you have. Well, I only filed in three employees for mine. Well, they said it's $1,000 for employees, so at the most you get three grand, Sam. And we're not giving out any money with the jump start or the quick start money anymore. Only if your loan is approved will you get money. And then they said, well, I said, okay, well, is my loan about to be approved? It's been six weeks for crying out loud. They said, your loan is in the queue. We can document that because you have an application number. But we have no idea when your loan will be done, and we have no idea if you'll get approval or not. This is six weeks later. I can do a whole mortgage loan uh, in good times, normal times, in probably one or two weeks. I mean, the fastest I've ever done a loan is like five days because you have a three-day waiting period. You got, you know, holidays and weekends, and okay, you got to do appraisals. It's complicated, but I, the fastest I've ever done, uh, like a personal loan, uh, is like five days. Uh, I've done business loans faster because there's there's in a way more due diligence, but it's less cumbersome in some ways if you don't want a lot of money. Anyway, the short of it is the government lied. I've been waiting six weeks. I never got a penny in jumpstart or fast start money like I was promised. And now my loan's in queue, but they have no idea when an ETA will be. None whatsoever. It could be six weeks. It could be six months. It could be six years. Who knows? I'll keep you up to date and I'll let you know whatever happens. Okay, I have another loan that I did for somebody, and they didn't get $10,000. They only got five, and we couldn't figure out why they got five. But now we understand because we turned in five employees. So the ten grand they promised was a lie. They did give the five, but now his loan is in, I don't know what you call it, loan purgatory. No one knows the progress of his loan either. How do I know so much about this? I literally filed them on behalf of clients. That's how I know. I'm a mortgage broker per commercial in the past and commercial and uh, residential. So I know all sides of this lending scenario. This isn't new to me. This isn't, okay, I probably know more about the loans than the people that are processing them for the SBA. <laughs> when I call those people, they're ignorant. They don't have a clue. They're like, sir, I look up your loan number and it says over here process. And so I think it's happening. I'm like, well, what does that mean? Am I in the queue? We don't know, sir. I mean, yeah, you're in the queue, but we don't know where, how, or what. No ETA. I said, well, do you have any idea what your general time frames are? 
Okay, because in the loan business, we have what's called a pipeline. And in the pipeline, you can look and say, look, loans are on the average taking this long from the time it hits underwriting or processing until the time it's usually funded is, is running around, you know, 10 days right now, 10 business days or whatever the case may be, 20 business days, five business days, whatever. And, and loan companies track this stuff. And they said, sir, I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm just telling you your loan's there and I have no idea when it'll be done. Well, is there anything I need to do or turn in or, you know, is there a list of conditions that I can be fulfilling in the meantime? Sir, I told you, we don't know anything about your loan. It's just there. Well, what? And then they basically say, what do you expect? We have literally millions of them. Well, I get it. But why is everybody promising me on the upstart of this thing, on the get up, that it's going to be quick cash? It's going to be fine. We're going to save all these businesses. They're not saving anybody. Most businesses are going to completely melt down. So I emailed a couple of the people that I consult for, and I write, hi, all. The Gov said at first $10,000 as quick start money. Then they said up to $10,000. Big difference in wording. Now the government says $1,000 per employee, and it'll max out at $10,000. will be forgiven. Uh, but that's only if you get money. They're not doing any quick start money anymore. Latest from the government, no quick start money at all. We called in again, and they have no idea when loans are going to be approved. We have no idea. Now, the interesting thing is they won't even talk to the person that um, is working on the loans on the behalf of certain people if you didn't put the right names down. So if you file a loan and you say, I filled it out for so-and-so, then you can talk to them. But if you filled it out and you didn't you know, check that box and say you filled it out, then they can only talk to the person. Anyway, I understand some of that. But at the end of the day, my point is, this isn't going to work. This isn't a solution. What you find is that big business took 90% of the money. They had to re-go back to the trough of government voting and you know, at Congress and say, give us more. And then they did. But they're all talking about the PPP, the PPP, the PPP. A lot of people have got money from the PPP, including me. I filed a PPP loan, too. Why? Because then I can tell you how much I know about it. I know a lot about it. Why? Because I filed a bunch of them. PPP is slightly working better than EIDL. But the problem is PPP has to be paid back in like two years. The EIDL loans could be loans up to 30 years, whatever up to means. So, again, the guidelines change every second. It's a classic bait and switch. It's government lies. Do you want to respond, Brian? Yeah, they, it's just kind of one of their, you know, it goes back to their, I think they, their, the government's so twisted and messed up that they don't know what they're doing anyway. And so... Um, you know, and then they fight amongst themselves because I don't think they understand all the ins and outs of what you're trying to do and what I'm doing. And stuff. So then they fight amongst themselves. Then we, no one knows what they're doing, and it, it's it's reckless abandon, and we see it. We see it all the time. You know, so so yeah, it's just one big another big web that you know. You, okay, here's what they said. You've done your due diligence about applying and, and getting in line and then and doing it, and yet. Now you come to find out it's not even kind of what you thought that they were talking about. And now you're floating out there in a, a, a group of, of uh, lines with other people, and who knows who will get what. The big cor- here's, the, here's the bottom line, in, in my opinion. You know, they always bail out big corporate uh, uh, on the backs of all us middle Americans, the middle class that are trying to support our families and do the best we can. But they always bail out big America, boy. You know, those CEOs are making their eight million kickbacks and their their uh, you know, bonuses that they're getting, and and then they 
take their companies into the ground because, hey, now the government will bail us out again. They need us. But, yeah, it's, it's kind of the whole world we live in. All right. There you have that. By the way, this is where you say, but uh, other than that, it's not so bad, right, Sam? Uh, yes, sir. Good point. <laughs> Glad we're thinking it's not so bad. <laughs> Unless you're one of those businesses going to currently go out of business, then it is that bad. Yeah. Well, guess it yeah. could be worse, though. You could have your head chopped off tomorrow walking down the street, you know? That's right. Walking down Coronaville, you could have your head chopped off, and it'd be worse. And then you'd say, it's not so bad. At least they didn't cut my arms and legs when they put me in the casket. We can just go right on down how it ain't so That's bad. That's the spirit. Hey, by the way, you guys want to know something interesting? I thought I sure. had the coronavirus. I mentioned this on the radio a couple of times that I really thought yeah. I had it because I've been quite yeah, sick. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, filed a, or I, let me tell you this. I went to the hospital. I had them draw my blood. Yeah. Uh, I uh-huh. had to get a doctor's order to even get this done. They tell you getting tests are easy. Donald's running around telling you how easy it is to get the test. Believe me, it's harder than H-E double toothpicks. But anyway. When you get one of these um, tests after you go and get your doctor's order and then, you know, you go and find what lab you got to go to and you go into the lab and you step aside two or three ladies to get to the right person that actually knows what you're talking about. And, you know, you really get it done. I got my blood drawn. I turned it into ARUP labs, which is one of the you know biggest labs in the state of Utah doing these tests. I did not do a currently do I have coronavirus test. That's a swab throat swab test. I did the one that tests for the antibodies. Have you already had the coronavirus? Uh, ARUP labs and mine has come back negative, gentlemen. So Sam provides an update on the PPP and the EIDL government loans and government lies there related to. And then Sam provides you an update on I've taken an antibody test from ARUP labs and it has come back negative. What do you say to that? Congratulations. Awesome. Well, except you were hoping that it was positive, right? Because then you could have already had it. And then, like, in the future, wouldn't aren't you supposed to have, like, if you have a green little dot on you because you've already had them, then you're going to be allowed to go into, like, Costco and stuff like that without a mask. But now you're going to have to go everywhere with the mask, Sam. You'll be the masked <laughs> That's man. right. In fact, I, when I went into the hospital, buddy, they masked me. They took my temperature. They did all kinds. I had to do hand sanitizer on my hands like 42 times because you got to touch the computer to sign in you so you got to sanitize your hands then touch the computer and sign in and then sanitize your hands again and then i mean it was literally crazy i almost they just passed put, out they should just put you in a big bubble i so almost passed safe. out because i had to have a mask on running through this thing so i was running around all breathing hard going eh. and, and then they're like you're not having trouble breathing are you I'm like, well, not really, no. I can breathe just fine. <laughs> and I'm in there trying to get this thing done. I'm telling you right now, it's crazy town, man. Whoa. Kurt's got a final story before the end of the hour, though, Brian. Headline talks about Trump's press secretary. Kurt, go fast. The headline for Western Journal, Trump's press secretary destroys media bomb with truth bomb. And, you know, the truth, as the scriptures say, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. I mean, uh, the truth bomb sure kind of helps with the whole mask theme and et cetera, doesn't it, Sam? There you have it. Well, at least the press secretary is trying to do something valuable, right, Kurt? Amen. I like that. Brian, final words yours, brother. Well, I, I agree. The truth will set you free. I'm glad you're, uh, you're uh, feeling better. You guys are doing awesome. Yeah, I'm Corona Get free. Get some silver and gold down there at 
Well, my favorite place to go. Rustcuttinggift.com, baby. All right, now listen. I just tell you this, though. I got to quarantine hard, though, so I'll never see you guys again the rest of my life, okay? (laughs) God save the Republic, please.